time since you last heard from us but we are back it's not playing with lex oh oh uh i know this you do i know this dan yes dan yes yes i remember this show yeah not playing with lex and dan this is the uh the show where we watch movies uh, yes movies movies. yes i'm on top uh, of it everyone else has seen but you and i haven't seen in this case it's a movie that you have seen but that i have not correct uh, it's uh, a wonderful, wonderful movie, and I'm I'm so excited that you're here to share this with me. I only just discovered that Robert Redford was in it because he showed up in the freeze frame, and briefly, my brain said the name Harrison Ford, but I knew who I meant, Robert Redford. That's good. That's good. I mean, those two, those two guys are both great. Love them both. Don't get my confused. Mom, though. My mom has crushes on both of them. Oh, excellent. excellent. That's that's probably why I confuse them. My mom she's... just has a crush on Colin Firth, so which I understandable, British, charming, you know. I had it on Colin second, um, but uh, I have a terrible lisp. Let me go. Let me <laughs> so, go. So. But uh, the, the movie is Sneakers, and I would have sworn, like, I know nothing. I would have sworn you thought it was, it was about like, shoes. You thought it was no, about I shoes. No, I thought it was Angelina Jolie, and I, I can't imagine Robert Redford and Angelina Jolie in the same movie. Uh, I can now, and it's really not a great movie. Was, um, was, she, in, was she in some other movie about hackers? She's hacking, in a movie like called Hackers, hackers yes. Okay, yes, so I clearly I believe, um, conflated uh, 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 Johnny Lee Miller, yes. more recently known as uh, Sherlock Holmes on Elementary, is also in that movie. You know, Johnny Lee Miller's best role was Eli Stone in between those two things. I am familiar with that show. He played a yeah. lawyer with like a brain tumor or something, right? Right, where he kept, well, he didn't know if he didn't know, he, he didn't know if, or, or his divine intervention. Right. And right. he kept, he saw many things as musicals. <laughs> um, I hate to be the one to disappoint you, but we're not watching Hackers tonight. Okay, we're watching Sneakers. We and are. So. Given that it has Har- uh, Harrison, God damn it! Oh, cut. Given, that, <laughs> given that it has an old actor in it, Robert Red Robert Redford, uh, I know nothing about it. Like that was this is news to me. That I'm that sorry. Robert given Redford that it has an old actor in it, you don't know no, anything given about that it? it. I had no idea that Robert Redford was in it, so okay. I know nothing of this movie. Great. I thought it was going to be Angelina Jolie and like virtual reality hacking I would, scenes. Where I, it's idiotic. Let me tell you something. I would not make you watch that movie. I appreciate that. I think I've even seen it. <laughs> I don't think I have, or at least I've I have I've definitely seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing from start to yeah, finish. That's, that's I, re- I think as I've I seen recall, a portion it's, of it. it's, it's idiotic. Um, uh, so what I guess I'm fearful of, only because really, only because of um, uh, of hackers, uh huh, is scenes of terrible computing. Like Great. I'm hacking into the mainframe, that kind of thing. Sure, yeah, and I mean you should right, rightfully be afraid of those things in general. Uh, I don't think that it's specific necessarily. That's a problem. I'm also here. afraid of boogeymen and ghosts yeah. and sheets with holes cut in them. Yeah, and you know, regular um, sheets. What did the mommy ghost say to her, the, the her child when they got into the car? Uh, Fasten your sheet belt. I was going to go with buckle up. <laughs> That's better, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> People come for this po- to this podcast for the jokes. So I, I we're, God we're help doing them. them all. God help them. <laughs> So uh, the great thing, well, one of many great things apparently about sneakers is that uh, it's available on Netflix, uh, and so you can watch right along with us. Dan and I watched the Universal logo fade out, and then waited one more second, <laughs> just for good measure, and paused with two o four fifty six remaining. All right, um, that's that's pretty good. Uh, and is, is there anything? I, I mean, I, you don't want to tell me anything before we go in, but no, I want to no. confirm: 
do you like this movie? Is this like you want this me to is, see it because I should see it or because it's a great movie? Both. It is one of my okay. favorites. In fact, wow. a, as you did with Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross the other week, I ha- I watched this just a couple weeks ago. So, so yeah. I'm I'm au courant, as they say, with a movie that is from 1992. Is it the kind of movie where you don't mind that you're watching again, or it's like oh, I gotta sit through this whole thing? Again. Oh no, no, I I love this movie. I I was I'm watching excited. it with a friend who had not seen it, and I kept laughing in anticipation of things, which I will try not to do tonight because I realized. That can sometimes be it's annoying. a comedy. It there there are funny elements. All right, not saying anymore. Not saying more. We're gonna get going here. I had no idea. All, All right. right. Well. See, I feel, I feel like I've said too much. Okay. All wow. right. So uh, queued up as we are, as as my dear friend Lex just said. Um, why don't you count us in, Lex? All right. Well, we usually count down, right? I so said we... in. You can go either direction. Go count down, though. That's that's great. Do that. All right. So you're gonna press play in three, two, one. All right, full screen in this. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to full screen, too. A great idea. I got to turn off notifications, Enter. Well, okay, I have no idea what's happening already in this, this movie. This is so important. Okay, so that's... Okay. I thought that was like a, an opening Chiron, a turn up something, something. Like, what is happening here? Stick with it. Oh, it's anagrams, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Might be. Blonde Rhino Spaniel. That is a famous... Famous oh, it's totally anagrams. It's, do you, do you remember whatever movie we've seen by Phil Alden Robinson? Mm-mm. No, I do not. He also directed Field of Dreams. Oh. Well, if he makes movies, I will see them eventually. <laughs> that is a true testament. Sneakers. I didn't anagram that one, probably because it's hard to find good words. <laughs> Reskain. Late December, back in 69. I guess I could have gone with summer of 69. But Dan Aykroyd. This is ben a, Kingsley. I know every this actor is in great. this movie I so just, far. I like just having you read. I don't know this one. I don't know who Mary McDonald is. Sorry. You might recognize her, but we'll see. I believe it. Oh, River Phoenix. He's dead. Thank you for reminding me. I I wonder if that's the same building. I've never thought Sydney about this Poitier. before, but is that the same building as Hill Valley and Back to the Future? It does look a little bit like It does like look the like the clock area. David Strathairn, also awesome. Oh, so they're using Macs. Emacs. <laughs> Hello. Nerd humor. Wow. <laughs> Do you think... When when Richard Nixon didn't hear somebody, he would say, "Pardon me." No. <laughs> that is a stash. I mean, sixty nine. Oh yeah, for sixty nine, that was pretty impressive computing, actually. That's what I'm saying. Got to got to put it in context. Timothy Buzzfield. Man, Ned Ryerson's in this? Hmm. <laughs> I know which hand is in. Magic! No. Is it that one? Oh. 
I get it wrong every time. <laughs> Whoa. Magic. <laughs> he snowed that guy. Oh. Now is the winter of his discontent. <laughs> Boy, I just know nothing about this movie. You know everything you need to know. <laughs> Robert Redford is not the same as Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. One way or another, I know everything I need to know. Oh, you don't want to drive in this. Are you? Oh, come on. He's really hungry. Do they not have Grubhub? He wants pizza. They have not yet invented Grubhub. And by they, I mean these two guys. This is a movie about the founder of Grubhub. Something bad is going to have happened when he gets out of this car and gives up. Oh, yeah, you can see the police are there. Yeah, this guy's getting busted. Or they're hacking. I call it Cheese it. It's the feds. I bet he wishes he hadn't palmed that coin now. It's probably nothing. Just dogs. You got the pizza already? <laughs> yeah. Pizza delivery. <laughs> Ooh. What does he want him to do? <laughs> Quick, kill all these policemen doing their job. Hack them to death. Ha ha ha. Man, my kids don't even know what that static is. And now we're widescreen. I love that transition. It's very nice. That is nice. It's Harrison Ford. Wow, I can't believe they're allowed to show that on screen. It's <laughs> a great tie. Dan Aykroyd is always Dan Aykroyd. It's the part he was born to play. Indeed. I don't understand exactly the technology that was at play there, but I'll allow it. That's all you need. Can you name this movie? No. Touch of Evil, directed by Orson Welles.
I think a heist is in the planning here. <laughs> I enjoyed that moment. I like a good high stand. Happy birthday. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> An event of fire alarm. <laughs> Read manual. <laughs> I was just thinking I couldn't pull that jump over. Pull that jump off. Oh, Wait, is that where that line is from? Yes, originally. Wow, his voice is much higher pitched than I would have expected. I got a lot of wires here, guys. Computers, you suck so bad. It is 1992. Cutting edge. All of it. That's it? I mean, that went farther. Zing! Nice. Gotta be fun to look like Robert Redford, don't you think? Yeah. I do look a little bit like Robert Redford. I often confuse you two. And Harrison Ford. Wow. He's a white hat. How much did he get paid? Ouch. <laughs> Not much, apparently. So it would be a lot richer if he kept the 100 grand? Probably. Morality, though. Pesky thing. I think he's compromisable. Shoes, yes, they're wearing them. 
Usually it's we've got company, but here it was we've got customer. Wow. Young Timothy Busfield is really lacking in the facial hair department. He's got the mustache. But not the beard. Indeed. Do you know the other guy? Oh, that's Finid Hogglemeyer. Oh, yeah. Good. Who's the other guy? Did you? The only other role I really know him from is, did you ever see the uh, Dean Cain, Terry Hatcher, Superman TV show? I did not watch that okay. show. He played, he played Pa Kent, Clark mm. Kent's dad. Interesting. He's got a empty folder. Why even bother having the folder? <laughs> yeah. You keep a little dated. Up. So this is fiction. I mean, it's dated. I bet he'll change his mind. There's only three digits in this number. We had a very, we had a very early phone number because this is the NSA. They get to have yeah. whatever phone number they want. Oh, boy. This guy looks nothing like me. So he was the guy who fetched the pizza? Well, tried to? You're picking up on it. I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah, he was the guy. The other guy was Kevin Pollock-esque. I believe it was David Pamer. It looked like David Pamer, but I didn't think he had the David Pamer voice. I would go out on a limb and say it wasn't David Pamer. I thought it was merely David Pamer-esque. David Pamer does have a brother. (laughs) Hey, look at George Bush. George Bush poster. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) I just love his reaction to that. Yeah. You're right, it's not David Pamer. I'm so sad now. 
That's your job. Oh boy. Ruskies. Stands for a fucking bunch of idiots. <laughs> Can't get anything through Congress these days. <laughs> hey, look, there's an ashtray. <laughs> I am the poor. Yeah. I don't. He's running that joint. (laughs) Well, I'm a good joke teller. Paperwork. Guilt trip. Yeah, but you don't get most of it. You get some of it. I mean, one job. Plus, it's the government. Co- <laughs> I mean, they're paying you to do something illegal. It's probably not like you have to pay taxes on that, right? <laughs> right. How do they get those big ships in the little box? Oh, nobody has any questions. <laughs> Oh my god, not Liz. He can't be serious. Dan Liz? Yeah, sorry. Hate to tell you, but it's the way it goes down. <laughs> Look at that smile.
Wow. That kid's rocking it. Ching. I don't think she needs to practice, quite honestly. No, probably not. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor Swift. Dummy. <laughs> I never learned how to read. <laughs> what? No. I'm the voice of her thoughts. And in the meantime, you want to study math? A.M.? <laughs> All right. Can you recognize this actor? No. Who is it? Are you familiar with Donald Logue? No. You ever seen the show Terriers? No. Oh, wow. You're missing out. He doesn't look like this anymore. He was very young. He's a lot thinner here. pretty good at the cryptograms in the newspaper. Is that the same? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> so cute. What a jerk. How big the are guy? they? It was like English to me. <laughs> yeah.
Those charming Russians. <laughs> you know what they say in Russian? Dasky. Tough Lusky. You know what they say in Southern Russia? Tough Lusky, y'all. Yes. Man, you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, cultural attaches. He's not the. That's not the last we've seen of him. Somebody just found a number between six and seven. (laughs) 6.5. Just don't go be late for dinner. I don't have an iPhone. (laughs) No one has. That guy's invented the iPhone. That's why he's ever been such a high demand. You should get a monitor. This is how 90% of passwords are stolen. (laughs) By Robert Redford. Yes. Masquerading as Harrison Ford. I mean, who wouldn't give Harrison Ford their password? What did they do in Mexico City? Like theorems? (laughs) (laughs) I do love Sidney Poitier in this movie. Okay. 
Well, I'm convinced. Nobody ever. <laughs> it's like an instant replay. It's delayed replay. the old editing decks. Maybe that's the black box. Good call, Lex. You're right there. Nailed it. No well-dressed man goes out without one. Nailed it. I do mainly enjoy this movie for how low-tech so many of the security breaching procedures are. Social engineering, man. Which I think is fairly realistic. That is a cake that looks just like a briefcase. <laughs> now he's the senior attache case. Hey. They're all the same. Impossible. Hang on. Let me look up Hackers Monthly.
zero, 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 zero. I want to be right so bad. <laughs> he didn't even try the doorknob first. Yeah, that would have been smart. But fingerprints, you know. <gasps> There's no tape in this answering machine. He's not getting his messages, Lex. Oh, man. Wow, I never knew what the inside of an answering machine looked like. Hey, it's Harrison I Ford. saw this in the freeze frame. Marital favors.
So charming, Robert Redford. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, moves. He can break it down. When has that been yeah. true? <laughs> they have great pizza. Wow, Rob Redford, mood killer. Wow. Oh, yes. Not to mention a big kitchen. <laughs> Never gets old. It is a word now. I bet the blind guy almost never plays Scrabble. Almost never. I'm just going to listen to his messages. God, there's a USB cable on the end of this. 
Scoring your own Scrabble is just the worst. Hate Scrabble. Sore loser. Thank goodness it's a glass table or that shot would stink. I mean, what if it had been Poggle? Or upwards. It's an acronym. I mean, it's an acronym. <laughs> Great date night activity. <laughs> Surprising. Maybe if they'd said my Socrates note. Right. Probably not. A taster's economy? That's what I came up with. <laughs> so close. I don't see anything on the screen.
Whoa. I do. Do you, Dan? Oh, yeah. All the time. Uh, they are wasting no notes with his piano soundtrack. It's James Horner for you. I lost all my work. Blind guy figured that out pretty quickly, frankly. He's smart. I guess so. No, no. The The Codebreaker 9000. Well, every party has a pooper. In this case, it's Donald Crease. Security is a gun. Doesn't seem doesn't seem fair that his wife and kid get to leave. But they didn't know his secret. Well, you're welcome. Awkward party. They got the party balloons here at the same place he got the fake balloons for the uh the fake party. They, they have a balloon guy. Man, that gun wasn't even loaded. Well, uh, anyone want to play Russian roulette? <laughs> Got nothing else to do. It's a great party game. 
is the morning shot going to be they're all dead? Yep. End of the movie. The end. <laughs> Your hair's all pretty good. Running keeps you in good shape. <laughs> if somebody was a little bit more like Sidney Poitier than Sidney Poitier, they call him Sidney Poitier. He's the Sidney Poitiest. <laughs> yeah. It's just science. Look, you've got some sort of Poitier mouth. The Embarcadero. Lovely San Francisco. I've been there. Yeah. Bay Bridge. I think I've been to where this shot is. (laughs) (laughs) Reverend Timothy Busfield. That's what I think every time I see him in this shot. I want $1.75 million. That would have been smart. It's it's a box. (laughs) What? What? Cut off that guy. Well, if they were just going to go back, why'd they bother leaving? And the thing is, he was probably like the 10th best San Francisco driver that day. <laughs> wow. O-M-G.
That's how I pack for my concerts. If you don't think most people at, you know, string quartet concerts are packing heat, you don't know anything about music. Make it a quintet. <laughs> I got nothing. That sounds like a name of a James Bond film. <laughs> like a beer. <gasps> Pay no attention to the man telling me to say that. <laughs> She's just there for arm candy. This place has a nice swimming pool. No, I mustn't. That shot is so over the top, but I love it. Yeah. I think he probably could have told him in that building. It would have been fine. They had to call. They had to get an Uber. <laughs> Instagram sucked in the 90s. <laughs> Not him. Perfect. That's what the Russians look for. Only Sean Connery were here. I didn't even notice. FBI.
I know it's not you. Oh, he's gonna find my concert tickets. By concert tickets, I mean shit. I believe that's a gun. Nice shot. What? <laughs> you remember me, right? Not anymore. The end. Fade to black. Wow, this is a long black. Wow. Set this car on fire. <laughs> There's too much junk in this trunk. <laughs> I've never been stuck in the trunk of a car. Well, first time for everything. Yeah, I guess. In books, they often talk about, like, remembering all the turns and stuff so you can figure out where you were, but... I would never be able to do that. This is the worst Uber ever. Yeah. At maximum three stars. Punch. Oh. God. It's got to hurt your head. Yeah. I would think so. Surprised they don't just want to kill him. Get it over with. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Would be efficient. <laughs> Am I dead? Ominous fish tank. <laughs> If you're addicted to ominous signs, you have to go to Ominous Anonymous. <laughs> no, my name is Robert Redford. No, you can't. 
<laughs> Slam. His voice did change in prison. You can call me Robert. I was whispering, damn it. You know what that is? No. That is a Cray supercomputer. Nice. The height of 1992 technology. Less power than a Power Mac G4. <laughs> Yes. So they're communists. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like Ben Kingsley. <laughs> That's Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh boy. 
preferred aspirin. <laughs> oh, not this guy again. <laughs> oh, the Timothy Busfield sneak attack. And then he was nice the dress. Oh, two stars. This is how all my evenings in San Francisco end. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Could have been worse. Could have been the tenderloin. <laughs> I just don't believe it because there's no homeless people around. <laughs> 4B or not 4B. Not. Mm. Close your door. Okay. I thought you were Robert Redford. great but I you know meant like hello Domino's I need a large pizza pizza got me into this mess pizza can get me out of it you don't have a cordless phone I don't know, I always feel like 20 years in the electric chair is an underappreciated line. <laughs> Boy, she is awfully put upon.
I used to have a phone a lot like that. The cord and everything. Yeah. That's like hitting zero. Yeah. James Earl Jones. That's maybe. Well, that went well. I'm not blind, man. I'm not good at this like you. Nice. 
That blind guy has a lot of good apps. He's great. He's basically like a blind Steve Jobs. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not true. I once saw an adult film called Get Off at the Reservoir. <laughs> no? Boo. Hey, Lex. Duck. <laughs> And I want an awesome van full of security stuff. So cool. I just imagine that, is that really this is really cool. I really imagine that this is what Rich Mogul's job is like. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> no, it's not. Like that sign above the door that says, go away. Is Dan Aykroyd's character called Mother? Yeah. That's a weird name. They talked about it at the beginning. Yeah, it's weird. favorite album 
Moms. Wow. Is this where that's from? Yes. Wow. It doesn't say glasses, it says corrective lenses. Those are classy. Wow. He dates computers.
Nice. I, I, you know, this is where I take all my first dates. Why not? Oh, what a perfect roll. Ah, uh, Tablowski. She's got to get him to say all these things so she can record him. I get it. You're all over this. Hmm, <clears throat> dim sum. Longest night ever. <laughs> Good advice. Same to you, buddy.
They could lessen the pause between Verify and me, I think. I mean, they're not using GarageBand, Lex. Still. He really had to go. He just needed to vent a little. Boy, that guy really had to go. Is that a dog skeleton on the wall? Something like that. Hey. This is the reason why they pay this guy the big bucks. He's a pro. Nice. Hey, where's that elevator? You'd think you would think to look both ways, but... Yeah, did your mom teach you to look both ways before you cross the elevator shaft? Yes. These days you could do this all remotely. Like if they had a nest. Right. <laughs> just hack into that nest. The 2014 version of this movie is like 20 minutes long. Nice. Smooth. <laughs> She's got the worst job. 
Yeah. She's very, very put upon. No no question about it. Indeed. Who's that actress? Mary McDonald. You didn't watch the Battlestar Galactica remake t- TV show. I, I've watched season one. All right. She's the president. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. A few years later. I think she's some some crime show on TNT now. <laughs> I just love their relationship. It's where the parking is. Nice. I went to Brandis University. With Werner Brandis? Yeah. Thank God they designed roomy air conditioning vents in this place. Really? Yeah. This is the second time we've seen a pocket fisherman used in a heist.
talking that slowly is so annoying. No pressure. I like to pretend this is some sort of commercial for the maze. I'm sorry about dinner. I overcooked carrots. I play this game, by the way, with the, uh, the motion sensor in my house. I keep my phone in the bedroom. I say no. That's usually a good thing to say. Nice shoes. Gotta be the shoes. To the future of toys. <laughs> they also make dipping dots there. <laughs> and dance. That's the other thing I can't do. <laughs> I know he took it out of the box. He was talking to Houston. Failure is not an option, Lex. <laughs> Interestingly, James Horner, who's doing the music right here, also did the music for Apollo 13. I don't know if that's interesting or not, but I know it. <laughs> it is interesting. Okay, good. I think the music is slightly overdone here. This is literally the same as all of James Horner's music. 
Thank God they don't have an elevator. <laughs> well, we've seen the elevator. Thank God it doesn't go to his office. <laughs> my remote control is my passport. Gonna be a second date or a third date, I guess. That relationship is over. You and your stupid mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this is a serious toy company, Lex. Hello. <laughs> Peekaboo. More of a shoot first, ask questions, never kind of guy.
I might not have given up the girl because of that ponytail. Men and their weaknesses. Have I ever led you astray before? Technically, you led him astray. I'm surprised he didn't just pistol pistol whip him in the head. Oh, okay.
I found it way before they did. No. I presume the actor in question isn't actually blind? No. <laughs> you got a break soon. If I have to. 
Make me an offer. Can I hear my options again, please? Press one. Disney World. This is a gun. <laughs> I don't think the buttoned up collar with no tie thing works. Not for him, not for anybody. <gasps> Shafted. I've been a fool. I always lose. Gotta be James Earl Jones. Who else talks like that? So he just gets along really well with this Field of Dreams director, right? Indeed.
May Newsweek rest in peace. I want to know who killed Kennedy.
Well, Lex, it's that time. Hey, it's the, what time is it? It's the time that I tell you that you have now seen sneakers. Indeed I have, Dan. Indeed I have. And, and I, I am looking forward to hearing what you thought. Well, I'll say right away that, as you know, before we watched, I had a little bit of Robert Redford, Harrison Ford confusion. Yeah. And the recommended title from Netflix is now to go watch Harrison Ford and Patriot Games. Or so is it Robert Redford? Redford? It's one of those guys. Uh, so I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable and charming. It was nothing at all like what I expected. Um, I, uh, I, I, I think I would grade it somewhere around a solid B. A solid B, he says. Okay. All right. Okay. That's. I feel. I feel guilty saying it because I know it's one of your favorite films. I. I. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. I'm not calling it a film that is necessarily, you know, a a. A test, you know, a, a a film that will stand the trial of the ages and and be regarded as one of the best films ever. But I do find it one of the films that I enjoy the most, and I think gotcha. that's because of a combination of factors, including the fact that it's 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 a very amusing movie. It is. Uh, yes. It's got a great cast. It's got some really solid writing, and obviously, it deals with like technology stuff, which is an interest of mine. And I and I feel like the science in here, while not perfect is actually pretty good and it does raise, you know, interesting ethical questions and in today's environment it's it's also it feels like a very relevant movie to me. Yeah, you know, it's I would say that what I liked about it were I mean, it's Robert Redford always does a nice job. I thought that Sidney Poitier was really funny. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy watching Dan Aykroyd, although as I said while we were watching it, he's He's definitely playing that one Dan Aykroyd character. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he, there's not a lot for him to go on here. He's just sort of a conspiracy theorist, weird and crazy guy. Right. Right. Um, and so I enjoyed it. I guess where I didn't give it all the way to, you know, uh, a solid A is because of things like ah, the um, the female lead character seems a bit trite. Yeah, it's not it's not cliched. it's not a movie for strong female. I like her as a character, but she doesn't get the most uh it's not a very strong female role and there aren't a lot of strong female roles in this movie so i yeah. i hear you there and i don't know it's i i did i liked it um i thought the i, I would say it, it holds up surprisingly well given you know that it's focused on sure. technology you think it could get really dated really quickly but in my experience and you and i talked about this a bit during our watching um there's a lot of social engineering happening. And obviously, you know, there's a bit of what I guess would later or prior, depending on which version of the movie we're talking about, like, you know, the, the heists have that same vibe as, uh, uh, the George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Ocean's 11, Ocean's 11. And it's sequels, you know, where everything, everything goes right, but you fear it's going to go wrong at any second nonstop. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's but, the ingredients to a successful heist movie. Right. But the the ongoing kind of social aspects to it, where it's just uh, de- deception and trickery, that I I thought worked pretty well. Yeah, well, I mean, I think those are the time honored techniques. I mean, I read uh, several years ago. I read the book by uh, Kevin Mitnick, the hacker yeah. from MIT, which is all about social engineering, basically, which is essentially what they do here. Which is just, you know, the weakest point of many systems is people. And so they spend their time trying to figure out how to exploit people rather than trying to figure out how to break the technology. 
Um, and I think that's, that's, you're right. It totally holds up better because of that. They don't focus too much. Like there's so much stuff in, in today's, in a today's heist movie where they'd be doing like, I'm hacking, like we talked about at the beginning, I'm hacking the system. I name it. I'm, I'm changing everything. I'm done. Um, and in this one, it shows a little more of the, uh, the elbow grease that goes into it. And I think that the stuff that's interesting for me from a technological perspective is again, that the idea of the, the math here is, is fundamentally sound, which is to say that most encryption relies on this sort of, uh, multiplying very big prime numbers and the fact that it's really easy to multiply two big prime numbers and it's really hard to then take that number and figure out what those original two numbers that you multiplied were. Um, and that if you could, in theory, find a shortcut for that, it would really screw a lot of the encryption that we use so much more even so now than, you know, in 1992. Um, I mean, you look at the technology stuff was from the Heartbleed thing from like six months ago or so. Like, right. and that was kind of, you know, it was a different, it was a different fundamental flaw, but you look at how much everybody freaked out over it and it's like, wow, yeah, we all rely on this one particular type of system. And if that becomes compromised, we're kind of screwed. So I think there's something interesting there. I think there's something interesting in Cosmos, you know, obviously it, it seems a little cliche and trite at this point in 2014 to talk about how important information is as opposed to all your traditional like forms of power and money and and so on. Right. Um, but like, you know, at the time, certainly that was, I think probably a, a bit more of a, a, a bolder statement. I, yeah, no, I can see that. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the movie does a, I guess an early nineties esque take on what it all means and what, right. what it means to have all this technology and security and everything else. So I, I mean, I think again, to your point that it, that is an area that does feel not even dated, but I guess just less novel than they were probably sure. expecting it would, it would feel uh, back then uh, or that it did feel back then. Um, but I thought that the, I thought the pacing was good and the scripting was good. And I guess it's really just um, a victim of time passing that not that the, uh, the technology or whatever was frustrating, but just that the, the plotting and development itself there was very little that was super surprising. You know, it, it kind of followed the exact storyline elements you would expect for this story overall. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can sympathize that the person I was watching with a couple of weeks ago, you know, you know, like uh, what, like a third of the way through the movie turns to me and goes like, the bad guy is like the guy, his friend from college, right? Right. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to say anything um, because, you know, I, I agree. You know, there's certainly it's hard to not telegraph that, especially again, we've spent so much time watching movies. And, you know, once you sort of understand story structure, you can generally predict a lot of these things. It's impressive when a movie does do a good job of surprising you. But I also find it, you know, most movie plots, because they adhere to a certain type of formula or a certain structure, you know, a lot of times that's going to be predictable to a certain extent. I still find it delightful. Just, I love the, I really, I really love the writing. I feel like there's, there are so many good lines in this movie that I always think to myself. Um, so I, I really enjoy all of the dialogue. What's an example of one that you, uh, that you think to yourself? I think to myself, oh, geez, there's so many. I really enjoy, uh, uh, Sidney Poitier's at the end. Did I ever tell you why I had to leave the CIA? Because of my temper. <laughs> <laughs> Poitier is really good. And I guess um, I'm not a, I mean, I, I'm aware of who um, River Phoenix is, mm -hmm. but I, I couldn't say that I recognize anything. I thought he does a nice job. And yeah. again, I kind of wrote or stock character to a sure. large degree. He's a, I mean, he's kind of a side character here. The only, the, uh, yeah. I mean, the other thing that I really knew him from, and again, it's a very short role is 
he is he appears in the third Indiana Jones movie as young Indiana Jones in like that 10 minute like little prequel part where he's uh-huh. a kid. So like that's what I knew him from. Um and I really enjoy I just I don't know there's lots of there's lots of great little one-liners you know remember go real slow. <laughs> um I enjoy all the interplay between Dan Aykroyd and Sidney Poitier over the yes. conspiracy theories. Um the whole scene where uh Robert Redford has to break into the office and then the the his the scientist's lover catches him and yes, the guys have to feed him, him answers so that's good, really great so good i'll give you a yeah. really good reason i'll give you a, give you a good reason <laughs> it's just what you'd want you to do <laughs> um because they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants and i enjoy that that part of it it feels very improvisational um and you know robert redford has so much charm and charisma that he can he can easily carry uh, a movie like this without you know it, it's he's kind of like doesn't seem to break a sweat really but i kind of feel like i really enjoy him in this movie yeah no I, he's he's quite entertaining i mean he's pretty much always entertaining um but yeah i certainly felt that he was a charmer in this one and uh yeah i, I liked what he did and you know it, it kind of you know the movie opens where they're clearly pulling off a heist and there's lots of clever technical things going on and then some social things going on. And then you find out that they're, you know, white hat security flaw exposers. And, uh, I thought that the, it set everybody up nicely and that they did a nice job with identifying here's who the characters are and their levels of talent. And you know, you've got the backstory and all that. So I, it's very smartly written. It's, you can, it's, like, it's this well is executed. Bogus. It's done. Yeah. It's just very, it's very tight. I feel like as movies go and it's not, there's not a lot of extraneous stuff. Um, and, you know, again, like I said, this is not necessarily a movie that's going to be like, you know, hailed as one of the greatest movies of all time. But it's one that I, I really enjoy watching for the most part. And I really I actually I did not know before this, but um, David Strathairn, who plays Whistler, um, I did. I, this is the first movie I remember seeing him in. But I've seen him in a bunch of stuff since then. Um, I think most famously, did you ever see uh, George Clooney's Good Night and Good Luck? Uh, I have not seen it all okay. the way through. He plays the main character in that. He plays... Is it? It's it. Uh, 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 Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, Edward Murrow. So he's he's really good in that. He's been in a bunch of stuff though. He's he's one of those actors who pops up in lots of things, kind of in the background sometimes. And I I always really enjoy his work. I think he's a really good actor. Um, I'm really enjoying. I was looking at the reviews on Netflix. Just happened to be scrolling down. I like that this guy's like. I like the cast, but not the story. Whoever did the effects for computers had no knowledge of the subject, which is a problem for me. For example, when the black, black box is descriptive the text, the characters on the screen morph from squiggly lines into characters. I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. I mean, again, you have to kind of shortcut this for you know movie audiences. So right. I get that. I'm willing to give them a pass on that one. But he continues, which is my favorite. Also, the story was not very moral. Here you have people who are liberal stealing money by hacking into banks from conservative <laughs> groups and individuals to give via anonymous donation large amounts of money while calling themselves good guys. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I mean, it does. It bothers me, although it doesn't bother me enough to ruin my experience of enjoying the film. But, you know, you see the... Uh, the, the the characters decrypting themselves or degibberishing themselves, uh, like you say, it's a it's a film shortcut. But I don't know. I mean, the I re- hate that stuff. I know, but the real thing is so boring. Like you know, I understand exactly why. You do it. Like you know, maybe in a book you can explain these things. If you're a really good writer, you can you can come up with a way to explain it. That's that's interesting. Um, right. But you know, I feel like again, since the the fundamental underpinnings, I feel like are secure. I'm kind of willing to give them a pass on the execution within the movie because there's an expediency and efficiency and economy to that 
So it doesn't, even as someone who is a technology person, it generally doesn't bother me that much in this movie. But I agree that there are plenty of movies. If there is one thing, they do use the trope in this movie, which drives me nuts, which is the zoom in and enhance, um, which is, you know, possible to a certain degree, but it's often well overused. Wait, did they, did they do that in this film? Yeah, they did it for the license plate. Like, again, uh, right, not yes. a place where it really was such a huge deal um, that it ruined the enjoyment of the film. Um, but, you know, it is one of those tropes that comes up time and time again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> not as bad as... Have you ever seen the movie Enemy of the State with Will Smith? Yes. That has my favorite bit, which is where they... He's, like, carrying a bag in a store, and they're like can you rotate the camera 180 degrees around? <laughs> right. And he's like, can it do that? It can hypothesize. It's like, no, yes. it can't. You don't have that. It's on the other side of the camera. <laughs> yeah. There, there are worse yeah. movies for technology. Let's put it that way. I will say, by the way, I, I checked as the credit started to roll, and yes, what you and I thought was the clock tower from Back to the Future was indeed, indeed the clock tower. That's excellent. Back to the I did not. Yeah. Th- I learned that. You know, I did not think about that until this time as we're watching it. Um, I will say that if I have to pick a weak actor in this movie, it might be Ben Kingsley, but I still find him delightful because he's just chewing scenery the whole time. Like I find that he he's delightfully overacting in this movie, especially with these terrible attempts at a new. You live in New Jersey. Is that a New Jersey accent? It's terrible. Whatever. Yeah, it is. his accent is terrible. Um, the guy cast as young Ben Kingsley is terrible as young Ben Kingsley. Yeah, but they're they're like equally terrible at least, so it's like plausible that that's the same guy. <laughs> right. Uh, I just every time I I see Ben Kingsley, I always think Marty. Disaster. <laughs> it's very weird. I, it would have been better had he just not done anything. Yeah, yeah. I think he just sort of gone with his his straight up his uh he's got like a British accent, right? Like he just stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um I um Wow. I like I really enjoyed the I was looking at the uh looking at the Wikipedia article. Um apparently they first the writers first conceived of it while doing research for war games. Um in early drafts the character of Liz was a bank employee rather than Martin's ex girlfriend. Um Interesting. At one point during the project, Phil Alden Robinson received a visit from men claiming to be representatives of the Office of Naval Intelligence, who indicated that for reasons of national security, the film could not include any references to, quote, a handheld device that can decode codes, unquote. Uh, Robinson was highly concerned as such a device was key to the film's plot. But after consulting with a lawyer from the film studio, he realized that the visit had been a prank instigated by a member of the cast, possibly (laughs) Ackroyd or Redford. And uh, I know... um... So Stephen Toblowski, Tobolowski, uh, is also a writer, and I have read various reminiscences of his on Slate about Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and I see that he has written yeah. extensively about sneakers as well. They so now I can it. finally read it. Yeah, they quote it in the Wikipedia article too, in which he says, "I can't remember having so much fun on a movie." Um, so yeah, that's, that's well, that's pretty, cool. pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that it would be more fun than Groundhog Day. But whatever. <laughs> I, played, I played with my food. I made up lines, including the one about pounding chicken breasts in the kitchen during our second date. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so I think I thought it was good, uh, good but not great. But I really uh, definitely enjoyed myself and was glad to get to watch it with you. I'm glad it's a, it's it's a movie that I really enjoy, and I do feel like it's a movie that I can watch fairly frequently. Um, I first saw this actually. I want to say probably not long after it came out on video um, in camp. And I was taking a class, like an electronics lab class at camp, where it was okay. like doing like minor, you know, 
soldering and making little, you know, electronic gizmos or something like that. And I remember we, we had one day where I guess, you know, we, we just sat down and watched this movie and I loved it. Um, yeah. And probably at like, I don't know, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, big, yeah, this is, I've been watching this movie for like 20 years. <laughs> That's pretty good. So pretty, it's, it, pretty, it, it holds up for good. me. So I'm, I'm glad that you at least enjoyed it. I'll take a B from you. That feels like high praise. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm just saying, like, there haven't been, you know, you're a tough audience to please. There, you, there. I feel like there haven't been a lot of A's from you given out over the course of our of our podcast. I, I would give Hudson Hawk an A. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to recalibrate entirely now. Um. So I want to think about where. Well, first, where are we in the season? Well, is, is next week the final episode I'm of the season, really, or do I pick another? I'm one? Really glad that you asked that, especially if you give me enough time. To actually look this up, I believe next week is, in fact, our last episode of the season. Oh, interesting. See, because what I was going to do, we're recording this, as you know, Dan, on August 11th, uh, just shortly after the news of Robin Williams passing. So I was going to look and see if I could find a Robin Williams movie that you hadn't seen that we uh, could use. But uh, sorry, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless there's a Robin Williams movie that we both have not seen that we should see, because there's probably not so great Robin Williams movies that we haven't seen. Right. Like Bicentennial Man, probably neither of us has seen. Nope. Haven't seen right. it. I think I, I feel like I can give it a pass, though. I mean, right. maybe I'll watch it in memoriam, but I don't think we need to do an episode. Right. I will say I've never seen The Fisher King, which is a very popular I have Robin seen The Rose Fisher movie. King, which I do like. Uh, have you seen, um, now I'm just curious, have you seen The Birdcage? I don't think I have seen The Birdcage. I'm familiar Bird with Cage. it, but I don't think I've seen it. Uh, the Birdcage, probably my favorite Robin Williams movie. I was going to go with, um, oh shoot, I'm having trouble remembering. I have to look. Dead up. Poet Society. I do. Lo- I do love. I do love Dead Poet Society. That's probably up there. Um, yeah. Awakenings is actually pretty good. I've never seen Good Morning yes. Vietnam. That's a good one too. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, also good. Yes. Actually, I like a lot of his movies. Hook, Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's it. <laughs> sorry sorry, robin that's all we like um Uh, i feel well if it weren't the season finale next time i would show you the birdcage because it is really good all right it's really good well hold hold on to that one okay i will i'm holding on we'll we'll come up with something and we'll have to figure out whether or not we have a special guest right yeah so next that's right so the next episode i was gonna say next week but our schedule's been so screwy that i don't know but our next episode we're gonna try to bring in a special guest and we're gonna try to watch a movie that none of the people involved have seen it's a tall order, but I think we can handle it. I, I'm convinced that if any two people can pull it off, it's you and me. And whoever the third person is, no, right. maybe not them. Whatever. Well, Lex, it's been a delight, as always. Thank you for watching this movie with me, and I, I look forward to our next movie-watching adventure. Thank you, and thank you for sharing it with me, and uh, I uh, will watch something again soon. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. To the future of toys. <laughs> they also make dipping dots there.